You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I am Clint. We're back with the three windows. Everybody, this is Josh. Josh is writing these days for at Dog Stats as well as Dog Sports. Uh, Josh, welcome to the show, man. Glad you are here with us. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Uh, yeah, you guys are a fun, fun crew to, to listen to, and it's an a absolute pleasure to, to jump on with you guys. That's exactly right. We bring the front, the fun. Josh is going to bring the stats, y'all. The, Daniel and I are going to try the intellect. The, yeah, right. the, we know our lanes. We're going to stay in our lanes. We're going to be the that's fans. That's correct. Uh, Josh is also a fan, but he's going to bring that intellect is going to rise up. A mouge bouge might come back. Charcuterie board. Watch out for the definitions. <laughs> the vo- vocab is just going to ascend from here on out. Um, Daniel and I don't take each other too seriously, nor ourselves, but we take seriously our fandom in UGA. That's what we take so, so seriously. And the hate week of Georgia Tech is off to a great start. Today, we're going to mm. ask Josh about a couple of key metrics, statistics, We're going to ask him what makes Georgia Tech uh, essentially guaranteed to give up 38 points. Uh, And then we're going to talk about Bama and how this team for Alabama this year is not the teams of lore. Um, And we're going to do that as fans do, Daniel. That's right. For fans, by fans. That's what the podcast is all about. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, uh, Go subscribe to that YouTube. Look, that's it. That's the only push. Uh, we're getting there. Thousand subscribers by the SEC championship game. New goal is thousand subscribers by the Georgia Tech game. Let's just get it done by this weekend. So, uh, jump on to the YouTube if you're watching there right now. Just click that subscribe button. Uh, Josh, as Clint mentioned, at dog underscore stats on Twitter. You probably already follow him, but if you don't, you get should be because um, it's insightful. It is insightful what he's bringing to the table. So uh, let's begin and let's jump in um, to this Georgia team. Let's just talk about uh, who we are. And I know, Josh, you wanted to uh, – let's talk about some of the key stats for you. If, if somebody's a novice fan, who many, many people listening to this podcast are Georgia football fans. They watch a lot of Georgia football. But they, maybe, they didn't, maybe they didn't play football growing up, or maybe they've never been a football coach. Maybe they never really dived into the numbers necessarily. Um, and so they know about touchdowns, and they know about yards gained, and they know about uh, first downs and things like that. What are some of the more advanced stats that you think are particularly helpful to look at when evaluating a team? Well, thank you guys again for that promo and push uh, for my stuff, but yeah, I got into it, um, honestly, to just I had a fix. And it was kind of like I got burned out on fantasy football and, and fantasy football is all sort of finding numbers and stuff. And I stumbled into sort of looking at the, you know, advanced metrics or analytics of football and stuff. So I just didn't, I really didn't know anything about it. So I just kept, kept chipping away and trying to understand it. And I, and I just started a little blog. And um, and I'm so I, I kind of feel like I'm less of a – like I just report the numbers, honestly, and just try to explain them. But um, there are basically three parts to sort of the football analytics or football metrics. And it's you've got your success rate and you've got um, something called EPA, which really stands for expected points added. But it's just a number for a play. And then you get and then also explosiveness, which is 
like Clark, you guys had Clark from uh, says he's stat cat and he describes explosiveness differently than he looks at a, a you know, percentage of plays that gain a certain number of yards. Explosiveness is done a little different on the analytic side. It's basically you take your successful plays and you average your expected points at it. So anyway, back up success rate. You really want to think of it as just sort of like your offense on schedule, right? You know, behind, mm. you know, you don't want to be behind the sticks. So it's just basically a percentage of plays, which gain a uh, 50% of the yards to gain on first down, 70% of the yards to gain on second down and hundred percent of the yards to gain on third and fourth down. And then that's it. So it's basically just think of it as on schedule. So obviously you want your deep, your offense to have a high percentage of plays that are on schedule or successful. Georgia right now for the season is right about 50% of offensive plays are successful, which is really, really good. Um, Mm. You know, Mm. Ohio Ohio State's over that. Um, Alabama's honestly, we're neck and neck with Alabama offensively. And then conversely, defense, you want a low successful uh, percentage of successful plays. And Georgia and Wisconsin are the two best teams, um, averaging just over allowing 30% of opposing offenses successful plays. So that's ridiculous good. These these are key stats to understand that one of the best offenses, the best offense in all college football, Ohio State, um, just prolific kind of eye-popping explosiveness uh they are ahead of us but but we're on pace we're in the realm of that and then if you were to go to the defensive side on these numbers um i did not hear you mention ohio state or alabama we'll get to that in a second but you're telling me that we're in the upper echelon of the elite level on both of those again this is what i've been trying to tell you a four-yard gain is not the same on first down as it is on third down and these numbers back it up and so uh yeah maybe you know you should reach out to cbs see if gary wants to do a sit down with you on maybe do um, an internship he maybe. could use he could use somebody he could really really could i mean you that's the best one and i don't use use that that phrase enough but it's like yeah all all yards aren't created equal and that's a, that's the exact way that analytics tries to break it down obviously the example i use is like uh, a you know 11 yard rush on third and 17 let's just say a halfback draw on third and 17 that we used oh, no. to see quite often let's oh, don't no. say that let's <laughs> don't say it josh, josh that, let's that, don't that may that may contribute to your yards per carry average but does not it's not a successful play and um and usually leads to a punt so i mean it, but like a four yard gain on third and three especially when you're on your you know at the 40 mm-hmm. yard line of your opponent that play is quite valuable in fact one of the most yeah. valuable plays that sticks out to me in, in 2019 was the uh, completion to nada um, to ice the game in the in the in the cocktail party in 2019. That was a third down conversion right at the 40 mm. yard line. It was like the fourth most sort of valuable play that season. Again, it moves the chains. Um, it gets you into scoring position, and that's how it's just weighted that way. So um, absolutely, e- you'll see EPA a lot. It's just a weighted. It's just a weighted. But you know, success rate or successful play is binary. Yes, no. EPA is is weighted to how valuable that successful play is. So how is that calculated? The EPA, um, which I was under the impression was the Environmental Protection Agency, no, but no. I I no, I'm in, I'm incorrect. I've been incorrect also, not all the these can- years. Not the not the can- cancer producing chemicals that that you should be no. free of. None of those I <laughs> heard. No, so. no, not that. But, but- Basically, what everybody's what these guys have done is they've charted a zillion plays. And I, that's an official term. That's an official number. Mm-hmm. Where basically they've taken every. I mean, you're a stats guy. You know the numbers, so it's a zillion. <laughs> so yeah, every play have every down, every distance from every yard line of the play has an expected points added. Obviously, the closer you're the end zone, the more those points, the more expected points 
you're you're getting and you're the further away from the end zone the less they are so you basically take that and then you take the next play and you subtract it so it just tells you how valuable it is so like if you if you meet that expectation then you're going to get like a zero epa for that play uh, if you have a 40 yard bomb that takes you from your own 25 to the 50 that's going to be a much more a much higher uh epa play so it's just weighted on down and distance and field position is all it is so it's just basically yeah. a numerical grade mm. Mm, mm, mm. We're going to get down into the nitty gritty of why Georgia is successful against Georgia Tech, or we hope they are successful against Georgia Tech. Kind of numbers. I mean, let's be. Honest. They're going to be I, successful against Georgia. Tech. I mean, no, I understand. Don't. That's let's why I started it with that. Let's um, just and, then, and then we're going to look ahead a little bit to the SEC championship game uh, in two weeks and talk about Alabama. But first, we'll let you know about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Uh, you said you got burned out in fantasy. Uh, I did as well with it. Um, but what if I was to tell you, Josh, that that Prize Picks makes fantasy easier? Why? Here's why. You get to go ahead against the numbers that are projected and you, you are playing them. You're not playing anything else. You're not playing lineup changes. You're not playing waiver, anything like that. It's you against the numbers. And right now, prizepicks.com has the most numbers and the most props that you can make of any site for daily fantasy and including college as well as mixed sports. So how many more times LeBron is going to throw an elbow at somebody's nose? I don't know. Go find out that prop. How many times over G off? Over one. How many times Geoff is going to try to snatch pull 225 pounds pregame? I don't know. He's going to try. He's going to try more than twice. Fail more than that. Uh, lift, Price clean, picks- and jerk, Clint. It's a lift, clean, and jerk. That's what well, he's going to do. That's, that's he's the official. Try. It's the official term. It is the official term. Um, PrizePicks.com, your daily fantasy made easy. However, right now, put in the promo code locked on, and you're going to get a match on anything that you put in up to 100 bucks. PrizePicks.com, promo code locked on. They're going to match up to $100 right into it. PrizePicks, daily fantasy made easy. All right. Um, let's, let's dive into. Um, this week's opponent to Georgia Tech. Let's talk about this Georgia team in particular. Um, what have you seen from Tech specifically, Josh, when you look at them from a statistics perspective? Um, why have they not won any games? That's what. That's the question <laughs> that I'm asking you. Well, um, you know, it, it is about – you can talk about, you know, watch, watch the game nerd is what I get, you know, when you start talking about this stuff. And you don't – you can just look at the box score and see that Georgia Tech has stunk of late. I would like mm-hmm. uh, expect and hope that Georgia can, I you know, basically hold them out of the end zone and they will have scored their last point uh, in November. 13th. You would love so, to see it. You'd love you to really see it. They would. started, yeah, the beginning of the year. You know, they they had the, the the terrible loss to Northern Illinois. It was kind of a uh, it's kind of a mess there. You know, they were playing defensively. They were pretty uh, playing okay, uh, but it has fallen off mm. the cliff. Their 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 offensive success rate is all the way down to forty percent if you track it. Started out at 47 and dropped to um, – sorry, I'm going to turn down my air so it doesn't blow out if you hear that. Um, it's basically their offensive success rate down 40%. So that's just not good. You, Like yes. I mentioned in a few minutes ago, Georgia's at 49 and almost 50% success rate. So, yeah, they're, they're offensively they've kind of fallen off a cliff and the defensive success rate's following suit. They're you know, at 46% allowed. So that's just a recipe for an elite team to just have their way with them. You so, mentioned, uh, yeah, you mentioned a stat to us pre-production. You said uh, per play, you have 
you have been able to calculate, tabulate, if you will, the numbers came in, you're able to put um, a successful play to a point total. So if you give up a successful play or an explosive play, uh, that relates to a point total that Georgia Tech has given up. And you gave us, they're giving up 30 explosive plays or successful plays a game. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Yeah. They're, that's not good. Yeah, I was just going to ask. Give us, give us some, give us some understanding of that. It sounds awful. How many, how many points plays. is that? Yes. Give us how many points that translates to typically. Um, let me see. Let me. Sorry here. Let me get my my spreadsheet up here that I just had. I lost it here. Uh, they're gonna. Okay, so they're allowing thirty successful plays a game, roughly. Um, and Georgia is uh, by con- on the flip side of that, Georgia is allowing nineteen a game. Hmm. Um, but give you a little seems context less. to that. Seems less. Yeah. Give you a little context. Alabama allowed 33 successful plays to Arkansas. When Georgia played Arkansas, they allowed it. They kept their season average of 19. Um, so say more, that, Josh, that, say more. So if you broke that down to, and you took those numbers and you actually added points scored, mm. um, for each each successful play that Georgia runs on offense, it contributes about one and a quarter points on the scoreboard. So, hmm. um, and that's right there on par with Alabama and Ohio State. So you t- and those and you know they're, you know it's hard to everyone talks about opponent adjusted and stuff like that. Well, I mean at this point we've all got you know eleven data points on there, and it's like yeah, sometimes we play Akron, sometimes we play UAB, um, but you know it kind of, I feel like it's. We know who the good teams are. It's yes. you can look at the scoreboard, you can look at the standings, you can look My at the advanced athletics. Tell me what it is. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. Yes, ex- exactly right. Um, so, I mean, if you're telling me that Georgia Tech, which is a declining defense that started out okay and has declined ever since, and they're they're allowing 30 successful plays, and Georgia, at, even against their better opponents, is averaging 30 successful plays, they they're going to get a bunch of good plays, and it's going to be they're going to be able to do whatever they want. And I suspect that even just if they just do what their average against their average opponents, they're going to score 38 to 45 without any problem. <laughs> so hmm. um, that is. And, well, and, I hope we and, don't allow more than 45 points, Josh, to Georgia Tech so that we will be able to win the game. I hope Georgia Tech doesn't get 45 or more. Yeah. And, and you're looking at, you know, some of the better offenses we played, whether, you know, Kentucky was playing pretty well when offensively and, and Tennessee was, and Tennessee was the best offense we faced this year. Um, and second best was probably Florida. And, you know, we allowed 24 successful plays to those teams. And again, it didn't come out on the scoreboard. The interesting thing is that I told you that we're allowing, you know, each one of those successful plays on offense is contributing a, a point and a quarter on the, on the scoreboard. Georgia's defense is ridiculous that each successful play they allow is, only contributing 0.35 points per score. So, yeah. Now, what do you attribute that to, Josh? What do you attribute that to? Like, how can you make sense of that? Well, I I can tell you that, you know, if you look at, you know, I looked at a stat the other day. uh, I put it out on Twitter. It was like, we've allowed 90 plays inside our 25-yard line. You know, I I think the red zone's technically the 20, but, you know, what, 20, 25. I I, I just lumped it at the 25-yard line. And sure. so we're allowing one, 1. 1.8 yards per play on every play inside the 25 yard line. And if you look at, you know, I've got basically the way I get my stats is I go through a great site called CFB data or college football data.com. So I have every, basically I get every week, I get every single from every games play by play. And I just, so I have it each play. So that's how I'm able to get this stuff. And, you know, 
I think Auburn, I mean, sorry, Kentucky and Tennessee's those last two drives that we allowed them to, you know, score on late in the game took forever. You know, it was like, it was like, yeah, I don't know, 25 or 26, 27 plays just on those two drives alone. Death so march is 19, what we called it. It's the death march. Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, a de- it's a death march. And it's like, you know, the, of, if you're only allowing 90 plays a whole season and uh, almost over a quarter of those were those two games, that it's going to drag that yards per play down, obviously, you know, and, and I don't know how much that it, you can extrapolate that out against an Alabama team, but it still tells you that number one, this defense doesn't give up. They don't take their foot off the gas and, and they make you earn every single play. Every mm. single every mm. they're gonna make you make you earn it. And you know, like the really good defense is, is allowing point six and point six five point I mean, literally almost we're it's twice as hard even with your good plays to score on the Georgia defense. Um, so and, so the uh, team that we're playing comes out with their best play. They they have only a certain number of plays total in the game because they don't let you play forever. Mm-hmm. You're only allowed to do a certain set, and within that certain set, you have 19 successful plays against Georgia. And of those 19 successful plays, what you're saying is that those are doubly as hard to you get. score. You score a third of a point for each one you successfully pull off against Georgia. Every time yeah. you swing for the fences and yeah. you hit one. You score a third of a point against Georgia. <laughs> oh, that's my what God. you that's... love to hear. That inside the twenty-five yard line, one point eight yards per play. You don't have to be an analytics guru to understand what that means, right? Like that's third and five. Every time an opponent's in the red zone, you might as well just call it third and five because you've just given up three yards, four yards, five yards maybe on the first two plays of the series. And like that's it. It's fourth. It's fourth down, and and you're trying to kick a field goal or or going for it on fourth down. And yeah, no, stop me, stop me if this sounds crazy, but it's almost like Kirby set up to begin the year with some goals in mind of what he wanted to accomplish, and it seems like scenarios and particular situations are very very key to him, and it seems like the statistics are backing up that he in fact has reached the goal set out before him on third mm. down, on important plays, on explosive plays, in the red zone, within the 25. Uh, all of these are right up Kirby's alley. Uh, we're going to come back and ask Josh about Alabama for the SEC championship and why it matters to you and why you should get excited for what he has to tell you. Uh, but first, I need to let you know about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is your sports book experts. They have every sport you can think of. Yes, I'm not kidding you. They have fantasy TV shows on it. I I don't know why, because y'all sick and depraved and you can't bet enough. That's why. Because you bet all the games on Saturday and you just need more action. Um, And by y'all, I When mean, you say y'all are sick and depraved, say who I mean, you mean, Clint. Say who I mean, you mean. Us. Okay. I mean, Daniel and okay. myself. Uh, we like I'm betting right. on these games. Uh, BetOnline.ag is your sports book expert. And right now, you go over there, put promo code LOCKED ON. They're going to give you... Up to Daniel, like, again, I, I don't understand if we're talking numbers today, but is more money mm-hmm. good for you when you bet? Do you like betting money? Qualitatively, more money is better than less money. That's there that is. applies. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Head over right now, betonline.ag, your sports book experts. Where Daniel and I love to put our money when we do locks, which we're going to have to do this week. Don't worry about that. Um, they're going to give you up to 50%. Of whatever you put down there, or I'm sorry, 100% of whatever you put down, they're going to match it with the promo code locked on. That's betonline.ag. Also, want to tell you about Bill Bar, the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. You know about them already if you listen to this podcast. They come in a wide variety of flavors chocolate flavors, flavors, fruit flavors, you get that, caramel flavors. You get flavors. that new box today, Daniel? 
Uh, you always get the boxes like two days before I do, Clint. So I, I got, I got for... a lemon cheesecake, lemon cheesecake Ooh. that was in it. It was delicious. Oh, you love to hear it. Okay. Uh, go to BillBar.com right now. Order the lemon cheesecake flavor. Clint can vouch for it. It is fantastic. Um, uh, right now, enter the promo code LOCKEDON15. You get 15% off your order. That's if you order the lemon cheesecake, if you order the the uh, chocolate brownie, if you order the birthday cake, if you order the, uh, the orange cream, if you order any of the mm. flavors. They're all high in protein. They're all high in fiber. They're all low in sugar. They're all keto approved. They are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It uh, is delicious and it's good for you. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Enter that promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. All right, Josh. Uh, so let's talk about the SEC Championship game. And just as a warning to you, people in the comments section do not like it when we are confident about the SEC Championship game. They do not care for it. They Georgia fans are nervous. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this phenomenon, but Georgia fans, um, they do not like to talk about good things. And so you need to temper what you say here because you will upset some people if you're not (laughs) careful. Tell us what you've seen when looking at Alabama as compared to Georgia this year. Well, one thing that, you know, I – Last year, you know, you heard going into the the game at Tuscaloosa, you know, the defense that Alabama was that was out there. I mean, they wanted to fire Pete Golding, and it was all negative. And and we did. We we had a bunch of successful plays on him. We we scored some points. We didn't score enough points, but that defense got better every single game. And by the end of the year, they were, if not the best, certainly one of the best defenses in college football. Um, and they, they brought, they returned a lot of, you know, sort of production. If you, one of the things you look at preseasons that Bill Connolly returning production and they returned quite a bit, but, uh, it's, it hasn't improved at like it normally does. So I think that's a sign of improvement that they don't have, you know, like, you know, we're, our eyes aren't deceiving us. That, that team is a very good team. It's clearly one of the best four teams right now in the country, but it's just not as good as it's been defensively or hasn't improved. Like I was just looking at, you know, sort of the tracking averages here and they started out with a allowing defensive success rate of uh, 37% and then tracked up to 40%. And that's where it's held on. You know, it hasn't, I would have expected that number to hold at 37 or even go down a little bit, but you know, against uh, Arkansas, they allowed 46% success rate to the Arkansas offense. I mean, um, I don't know if I've already said it. You know, we we shut down that Arkansas offense. I mean, mm. I think we blanked it. Did we not blank? I remember. Them? I, think we did. Mm. I do remember yeah. that. I was in the building, so, and it seemed that way to me. Um, you know, I, and I haven't broken down the Florida game, but the, Florida's able to move the ball on them, and it's obviously it's a different Florida team. But not, it's just, you know things change. But you only get a small sort of sample set but uh, unfortunately i don't think that the auburn's going to produce give us a lot of data points uh because bo Nix is not playing it would have been nice tj finley not capable of data points i don't think no right and and so that that you know 39 40 percent success rate allowed is about 25 22 to 25 successful plays that you can expect the average team to get against alabama and georgia's not an average team offensively georgia's offense has got absolutely got gotten better every week so i think it's going to be a challenge but i do think that georgia will be able to do the things that we've seen them do against other teams um they and they, you know we're not going to have to scheme anything we're not going to have to reinvent the wheel we're going to we're we don't have to run the ball at them to have success we you know monken has got plays and playmakers uh, and mm. he's figuring out a way to get the, get them the ball 
um, whether it's, you know, Bowers or, or Burton or, you know, or James Cook out of the backfield or James Cook between the tackles. I just think this offense is just so much better equipped to take on not only Alabama, but any of the, you know, elite teams that we hope to face in the, in the playoff. Um, but so, yeah, yeah, 40% success rate. It's not scary. Um, it's good, just hmm. not scary good. See, and yeah. this is what we've been saying for a while is, is this is why Georgia fan needs a dose of statistical reality to say, Daniel and I have not been putting down Alabama. They're, they're a good team. We're, we've been on the record. One of the four best teams in college football. Shame they won't make the playoff. Shame they won't when they fall to five or six and they're at a New Year's mm-hmm. six instead of college football playoff. But what right. Well, which Dan Mullen will tell you is a victory. You go into a New Year's six bowl, what could be better than that? It's literally the pinnacle of college football. It's the New Year's Golly. six. Clint. It really, really is. Uh, if you want to get away from some of this numbers, you know, one of the things that people like to look at are yards. And, you know, Alabama 2018 had a, a you know, offensive net, net yards per play is one of the things I talked about a lot. And again, that number is tracked, you know, up for Alabama. It's, it was, you know, 1.7 and now it's just under Georgia's, but it's not that 2.6, 2.7, 2.8 net yards per play. I mean, Georgia is number, we're number one in the country in that stat, you know, just take your offensive yards per play, your defensive yards per play, subtract them. And that gives you, you know, your number there. And, and Georgia's, you know, of course, Georgia's is really good. They have the same yards per play offensively. They're both both Alabama and um, listen to me. It just rolled off the iron bowl. Both Alabama <laughs> and Georgia are allowing six point nine yards or getting six point nine six point nine yards per play offense. I mean, it's like Georgia's this this is a different team. I mean, and and mm. I know Sarah, you mm. guys get Sarah on here a lot, and and if you're following me, you probably follow Sarah. But you know, she wrote a great thing on Dog Sports about yeah, this is. It's okay to believe, I believe, is the theme that we are running over at dogsports.com. It's okay right. to believe. Let that, okay. that Grinch-sized heart just start to expand, y'all. Just let it wash let it over you. Um, uh, Josh, quickly, you've been talking a lot about, um, you, you know, you mentioned Georgia's offense right up there with Alabama, which I don't think your average college football mm-hmm. fan or your national college football media member or Gary Danielson specifically is ever going to admit, but um, there's some data to maybe back that up. But quickly, when you flip it around the other way, I know Georgia fans like Georgia's defense against everybody. But if you listen to Ohio State fans on Twitter, or certainly uh, the national media talk about Alabama, the narrative is always, well, Georgia hadn't played nobody on offense, blah, 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 blah. What happens when they play one of these elite offenses? What do you like? Uh, about the matchup on the other side of the ball in the SEC championship game when a elite offense comes up against this uh, soul-crushing Georgia defense? Hmm. Well, you know, we've, you know, Georgia's allowing the second lowest yards per play defensively behind, just behind Wisconsin, or may actually be ahead of Wisconsin. They're 36, 30% of their plays are, are, they're only allowing 30% of the plays to be successful. And that turns, you know, we talked about that, that's 19 plays a game. Alabama wants to get, you know, 30 successful plays. So it's like, you've got to win that battle. You've got to, you know, keep it, you know, uh, you, you just, I think Georgia's equipped now. I think it's going to come down to, you know, the pressure. I mean, They've got guys that can get behind uh, Georgia, you know, and but if they don't have time to get those plays there, it's going to be problematic, you know, and it's that's what it's going to be. It's going to be continuing to do what we do is put pressure on the quarterbacks, get home, make sure that those plays don't have a chance to develop. And, you know, I think the, the Clemson game is a good 
is a good indicator of what we can do against that that type of quarterback. And I, I think we're well equipped. Um, you know, I'll mm-hmm. quickly mention my partner Graham Coffee, who we do a show with, and he breaks down sort of. I talk about the, the stats, he breaks down his plays, and he just talks about how good that the the guys behind the, the Jordan Davis are. They're really good at covering. They're highly rated by Pro Football Focus in terms of of keeping those underneath plays to a minimum. You know, they're allowing 1.8 yards per catch. Uh, you know, Nicobe Dean and, and all these guys are just playing lights out. So it's like we're not giving up the cheap throws. The, the, the you know they're keeping those plays in front of them and stuff, and, and allows pressure said, to get there. You said mm-hmm. one point eight yards per catch. Okay, per, uh, Butkus Award winner Nicobe Dean. That's who yeah, you're talking about right now. The Butkus Award yeah. winner. No missed tackles or very few missed tackles. I mean, they're going to wrap you up, and you know you don't necessarily want your running back out there uh, lined up on a linebacker in coverage, but they've been doing pretty well when they do get those those matchups. So uh, it's just this team's just different. I mean, this defense mm. is ridiculous. Mm. Um, I, you know, it's Thank just you. one of the you know that there's one of those EPAs and success rates. It's been like one of the best in the playoff era. Um, you know, I try I put a stat out on Sunday. It rated, you know, all these teams in the playoff era and Georgia's 2021 Georgia defense is right there with them all. Actually, Wisconsin is right there, too. Wisconsin's having an outstanding year. Yeah, um, well, I, I can't even. Wisconsin can except for the Except for the part about winning. Except yeah, for the part about the wins early in the season. Those those eluded them. Um, yeah, if for Wisconsin sure. could have scored points the first half of the season, they could have been a very yeah. good team. But they <laughs> they could not do that the first half of the season, yeah, they, and that is problematic. They look like a honestly metrics wise, they look like some of the Georgia teams, um, you know, pre twenty sixteen. Um, in terms yeah. of really good defense just in a in an offense Mike, that's not hard Mike, to, to beat. Mike Mike Bobo. Mike Mike Bobo. Yeah. Georgia fans are still under the impression that that's the team that we have, but Josh is here to tell you it's not. Clint is here to tell you that it's not. That's not the team that we have. All right, Josh, thank you so much for being on the pod. Uh we got we gotta wrap. Uh, but you mentioned Graham earlier. Tell the folks how they can find y'all show. Uh, make sure they know the Twitter handle, uh, dogs, uh, dog underscore stats. Uh, and also make sure they know where they can find all of your written material and whatnot. Yeah, Graham and I are both writing for dogsports.com as, as also with your friend Sarah. And then Graham and I do a, a film break, film and metrics breakdown. We try to do it a couple times a week. It's, you know, we this is, we're fans too, and we have real jobs that, sometimes get in the way of this hobby of ours but uh we're on the youtube yeah. just look for dog sports live and uh we we have a lot of fun with it and uh it, it's totally for fun because we actually do break the plays down so that means we cannot profit from this we we are uh lean, leaning on the fair re- rights and fair use uh allowing of copyright Ooh. laws so so uh, but no people get into it it's a lot of fun and graham does an amazing job of breaking down the plays and telling you what's going on you know it, it's it's fun i've learned a ton from him so Graham is dog nice. out west on Twitter, and uh, he's he's a good follow as well as as Locked On Sports, Locked On Bulldogs or Bulldog. Wait, no, I know, I know the it's Bulldog Podcast, right? At well, Dogs was- Podcast is the is the Twitter handle, but you know we'll get there, Josh. Don't worry about it. Uh, look, <laughs> go subscribe, go subscribe to the uh, the podcast, the the YouTube show. Uh, that Josh and Graham do it is fantastic can verify and while you're doing while you're on YouTube go subscribe to the Locked on Bulldogs podcast and get us up near a thousand I think we're yeah, somewhere in the name we're in the we're neighborhood of like for John. 50, 50 oh, yeah. to 70 that we need yeah exactly we let's get that yeah. thing 
John's got that's you what can't hide money. Listen, John, exactly. any, any, exactly. any, any way that we can get John to point it. When we say we're going in halvesies on, uh, on us, like, let's be honest. You can't hide money. You know where that money's coming from. John Tweet Sports. Uh, so go subscribe and, uh, we'll make that happen. Josh, fantastic. Thanks for coming on. We'll have to have you back sometime soon. Uh, and we will talk to you later. See ya. See ya. Thank you guys.